0: Hey there, good morning, Fireside. Good morning. Uh, hope you guys are well wherever you are watching this from. Um, So it's January 2021, and we have spent so far as a church, our January's kind of asking God for vision for our church, where we headed in this new year, Um, kind of taking time to Thank Him for what He's done so far in the life of our church and ask Him to show us where our next step is. And truthfully, our vision for Fireside has really been a step-by-step process. It has not been like a five-year plan. It has been Him just revealing um, each step of the way. And that um, continues to be true right now. And so we just wanted to share a little bit of what God has been kind of pressing into our hearts on that
1: and originally this was going to be like a a vision sunday and kind of roll out a plan for our church but we just felt like you know god has changed things in our hearts a little bit that we want this sunday and really for the month of february this is more of a charge Mm -hmm. a charge to our Church, and if you are not a part of Fireside and you're listening, that this is a charge to you as well. And so we just want to kind of give some things that God has placed on our heart. This is to be completely honest and a disclaimer here. This is unscripted. Um, Kate has drawn some things down on her computer, and I have put some notes on my come uh, on my phone, and we just feel like this is the word that God has for us. And so wherever you are at right now, you may be feeling defeated. You may be feeling like uh, it's just been too long since you've been able to do the things you wanted to do uh, with COVID or anything else. I know we're feeling like that. Um, We're still in it with Ellie more so than ever. And so we're actually... Um, coming off some really hard days Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and we're not going to lie about that and there's a part of me that kind of feels like we failed people as pastors because we haven't been as present but then I'm reminded that God keeps saying like who do you think created all this I'm Mm -hmm. doing a work and Mm -hmm. I believe that our personal um, situation is helping people understand and grow towards a personal Jesus mm-hmm. and, and I mean that and that's hard um, it's hard for me as a pastor uh, who has so much excitement loving our days at Salisbury Elementary mm-hmm. loving all these other programs and things that we had established that um, have been difficult to do in the season of COVID but with our personal season but we do believe that there is a harvest coming. We believe that God is doing something. He's working as Paul says that he takes all things for the good to that the to those who put their hope in him. So That's where we're coming from. So why don't we pray, and then we'll um, jump into it. Lord, God, we pray, Jesus, that you would just move all of our hearts to you. God, that we would just know that you are a God who loves and is at work and active in all seasons, especially the seasons of droughts that we are going through right now. Lord, we pray for everyone right now who has personal things going on that are beyond uh, COVID and beyond everything else, Lord, that you would just have them release that to you god that they would come before the god almighty and say god take this i cast my anxiety on you for you care for me so lord we pray for this time this unscripted sermon message whatever you want to call it lord let your words speak through our mouth in your name we pray amen
0: so you know for the past really couple months um Andy and Connor and I have just been kind of talking about language and, um, putting some words to what God has been speaking Mm -hmm. to us and kind of what are the themes that we just keep coming back to when we think about where God is leading fireside. And, um, so we just wanted to share some of that with you this morning and, um, you know, thinking about our current climate right now and everything that is going on around us, um, we know that we are not the only ones right now with mountains ahead of us, with the impossible ahead of us. We know that um, many of you, if not all of you, are are facing a ton of uncertainty. Um, we are grieving just the struggles that are around us in our world, in our country, in our communities, in our families. Um, we are all just really closely aware of, of just grief and suffering and loss right now, and it just seems to be the theme yeah. on so many fronts. And so um, what do we do in this kind of climate? What do we do as a church? What does that mean for us? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that we've kind of come back to is just a real simple statement um, to have in mind of just this idea of... Um, that we as Fireside want to follow Jesus together. And Andy preached, you preached last week, about um, what it means to abide. And following Jesus is really about abiding in him. It's about um, remaining. It's about hearing his voice and knowing him on such a deep level. And um, just when you think about vines and the way that they grow and um where they thrive, it's it's in rocky soil. It's on hills. It it sustains generations. You know, um, mm-hmm. the legacy of a vineyard and the fruit that it bears is often um, very closely tied to to rough circumstances. Yeah. And and so we're looking for what that means for us as a church. How do we follow Jesus together? How do we remain in the season? Um, knowing that God wants to use this time to bear fruit.
1: Yeah, God's in the business of taking hard situations and making growth. Mm -hmm. And you see that throughout Scripture. And in the early church in Acts, the first martyr, Stephen, you know, he was martyred and the church was really just kind of in Jerusalem, centralized in this one little city. And God sent, you know, a rocky time, you know, Mm. the, the martyr of a good friend, Stephen, who preached his Beautiful sermon right before they stone him, and and Saul who now is Paul, who it was kind of writing Acts with Luke recording this, and God's like who would have ever guessed that Paul would be who he is, but he took that and then scriptures say that the church scattered, and now it wasn't just confined to Jerusalem, and, and I, I think that there's a little bit of that going on right now, right? Yeah. That it's scattered right now. You're watching online. Some of you are not even in a physical. Uh, Closeness to us that you could even come and gather the way that we'd want to gather, but it's just a scattering thing and it takes a tragedy to do that. And so God just does that over and over again. He's a creative God. This word synagogue, you know, I know it's a, a Jewish term, but in the Old Testament, they before they went to exile, it was just centered around a temple, this one structure. This was where the presence of the Lord would be. This is what Solomon built in its glory. And now they were forced, literally forced out of Jerusalem into Babylon, away from the temple, and now they didn't have the structure anymore. So what they did is they created these synagogues. And these synagogues were these places, and each town had them. And Jesus and other disciples and apostles after exile, they would preach in them. And so God would take exile, which was a punishment for them being disobedience, and all of a sudden turn it into a, a way to give him glory. And, and and I believe that if we can put our lenses on and say, God, how are you getting glory? in this time mm. how are you what are you doing that's so creative and and we could just map out a bunch of things but I I, I believe that God is doing things we've seen it in a crazy weird 2020 year and so I, I just want to say continue to look for the creative ways that God is doing
0: mm. and I think you know when we talk about following Jesus we think about the people who actually followed Jesus when he was on earth, he called them his disciples. They were his apprentices. They followed him everywhere. They observed what he did. They listened to the way he interacted with people and, and then they based their lives on that, on, on replicating that. And, Um, I think when we think about kind of a charge for our church right now, we think about just this resilient discipleship, this level of discipleship that um, can withstand a lot, that isn't dependent on maybe the rhythms that we were comfortable in, that we were used to, the people in our lives that could... um, Provide maybe some support and structure. Maybe that all looks different now. Maybe the rhythm of Sunday morning, maybe something that you did during the week that kind of kept Mm -hmm. you in a discipleship groove. Now it's all different. It's all gone and we are kind of stripped Mm -hmm. down. And so what does it mean to follow Jesus um, with resiliency that isn't Mm -hmm. gonna be knocked down easily with roots that can run deep? And so we've just been talking about Um, things like prayer a lot. We've been talking about like we want to be a praying church right now. We've been talking about worship, true worship. Mm -hmm. We want to praise Jesus right now. We want to be soaked in scripture. We want to take in his word and and meditate on it and let God bring it to mind and let the Holy Spirit... Um, bring things to mind at the right times. We want to give him a whole library of stuff to work with and just soak ourselves in in scripture. And so just this kind of sense of resiliency um, that we want to commit to right now, that Mm -hmm. we want to dig into.
1: Yeah. And and that resiliency comes through the refining process that, you know, I think God is, you know, James says, you know, consider it pure joy when you go through tests of many kinds and this word uh, your trials and tests you're like well how is that joyful and he says because it builds your faith the perseverance builds your faith and and Peter says this in first Peter chapter 1 verse 6 through 7 and this you rejoice though now for a little while if necessary you have been grieved by various trials Can, Mm -hmm. can I get an amen to that uh, what I love about that is it says, for a little while you have been grieved. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that the grieving that we're experiencing now will be a little while. That's not to say there's not going to be more grieving later, but the now you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes though it's tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor mm. at the revelation of Jesus mm. Christ that what god wants is for us to give him glory and when he tests when you when you're refining a, a metal you're burning off the impurities, the things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. So the things that do matter shine and come forward. And that is to give glory and praise and the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what he's doing for us personally, mm-hmm. hopefully for you and for the church as a whole. That he's refining, he's trimming off the that. And he's saying, who are you really? Are you a church goer or are you a, a Jesus follower? You know, And I think there's a difference there that God said, I want you to draw close to me as we talked about the branches in the vine. I want you to draw closer to me when things get tough and then stay and remain with me throughout your life. And, and I believe that's what God is doing because so many things look the same. Until they're tested. Mm-hmm. You know, the parable of the house on the, mm-hmm. the, the builders, right? And, and, and there's these houses, one's on the sand and one's on the rock. You know, it, it's a story, it's a parable, but, you know, the, they probably looked exactly the same. Beautiful homes, maybe built by the same builder, you know. And what happens? It's a storm that comes to test them. And the one on the sand, like many of those houses on Plum Island, gets swept away. And the one on the rock remains. And the the way they know that it remains is by the testing. Mm -hmm. You look at the walls, the spies at Jericho. They saw the same city. Mm -hmm. They saw the same city. But only Joshua and Caleb, because of their faith in in, in God, knew that they could overtake them. Mm -hmm. And and because of that, God blessed them. So I believe this is a refining process.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I feel like um, if you've been at Fireside at all, you hear us say this phrase, "Be the church," mm-hmm. all the time. And we we said it all the time at Salisbury Elementary when we would meet. We would talk about we want everybody here, no matter if you're new, if you've been here forever. We want everybody here to be contributors. That's who we are. Right. Like we just that's the kind of church we are. And we talked about Thanksgiving dinner. Remember that, where it's like if you go to someone's house, you're Thanksgiving guest. You're not a guest. You're part of the family. You're do there the at dishes. Thanksgiving. You're peeling the potatoes. You're doing the dishes. <laughs> you're part of it. And and it's it's gotten hard to figure out how to contribute to this church, to this community in the season because maybe the thing you used to do doesn't apply anymore. But the amazing thing, and the thing that we really are seeing, um happen is that we believe that God has created you for a purpose that He has fruit that He wants to bear through your life, that He has gifts that He's given you for the purpose of this community. And so there's something for you to contribute right now. Even though it's not it might not be super obvious to you, it it remains there. Yeah. And so a big part of this um this charge as well is thinking about asking God like what does he want you to contribute? Mm-hmm. Knowing that the body is incomplete without you. We we mean that. We don't know. Um, we I don't think we even know what God could do through us yeah. if all of us just asked him how he wanted us to contribute. Yeah, and what that, he could use this church for. And so... Yeah. Um, again, we want to just be thinking about what does it mean to be the church right now? What does Mm -hmm. it mean to contribute? God, what do you want me to do? What is it? What do you have for me to do?
1: Yeah, Jesus feeding the 5,000. Yeah. Matthew chapter 14. Well, it's in all the Gospels, Gospels, which is when when this is one of the few that is in all the Gospels. And so Jesus is out doing his thing. He's preaching to thousands of people, over 5,000 people. And he's... It's a long day. And then they come up to him. His disciples come up to them and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. This was the disciples. And they were in the wrong for this. They were being good stewards, good leaders, looking out for the people who were hungry, who hadn't been eaten all day. And this is what Jesus said to them. They need not to go away. You give them something to eat you feed them. And and I think this is just so rich because here the disciples are coming up to Jesus and saying, send them away. And in a way he's saying, Jesus, do something. Mm. There's a problem here that they need to go eat. They're hungry. They're hangry. (laughs) They need Mm. to go eat, do something. And Jesus says, no, you do something feed them. So they said to him, we only have five loaves here with two fish. And we know from other gospels, it's this little boy's lunch and they bring up what they have. And I think this is what we need to do as a church. Mm -hmm. That We may say, we aren't enough, we don't have enough, but whatever you have, give to God, and he will make it more than enough. Mm -hmm. I think what we do as as people is at first, we're just too hesitant to give God what we have. Mm -hmm. You know, we say, well, how could God use me? Well, it's a virtual world, I'm bad with a computer, or uh, I don't know people, I'm too young, I'm too old, I don't have kids, whatever, whatever it may be, how could God use me? And God's saying, you don't even know how it can use you because you haven't even brought your gifts to me. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end, they feed all the people, the disciples are the ones who are handing out the food, and, and because they fed the people, in return, they get baskets full, overflowing yeah. with food. So, if you're saying, well, I want to be fed, I'm like, yes, we all want to be fed. Spiritual food. And the way to do that is if we're feeding people by using the mm-hmm. gifts and the purpose that God has given us, in return, we will be fed. Mm-hmm. And so let's come before the God with whatever little, it may only say, we only have a breadcrumb, Jesus. Here you go. Mm-hmm. But I love what you said, Kate, is bring before the Lord. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? We can't tell you what that looks like. Yeah. You know, um, when we were meeting in Salisbury, the thing I missed the most was that time before and after. Yeah. When we would load in everything, you know, when little Pete had all that curly hair, you know, and he would go in and we'd set up and then we'd break down and it just felt like the spirit was present. Mm-hmm. And, and I do believe that God is working in each and one of you right now. Mm-hmm. And the question is, are you allowing him to do the work mm-hmm. that he wants to do in you?
0: Well, and tell me if this is right. I could be wrong on this, guys, <laughs> but I think, I think this was the last message we had together before yep. covid march 10th i think this was it and i think one thing about this the story is that you know the disciples came at a tire, at a time when they were super tired yes. and weary from all that had been going on and it was through this through this kind of um charge that jesus right. gave him them that they were rejuvenated by yeah. and, and the witness of the miracle that he did by multiplying what little they had when they surrendered, when they um, kind of gave over what little they had, the miracle that happened is what propelled them forward,
1: mm-hmm. and so I
0: think for us in this weary season in this time when we 're saying we don 't have enough we don 't know we don 't know what you 're going to do with right, this, but right, here right. you go. I think we are, are are sensing and believing that God has something for us as a church yeah. that we want to prepare for, that yeah. we want to wait expectantly for. Um, we believe that there are, are big things to come yes, that we yes, are going to witness yes. as a church. And so we don't want to just sit on the sidelines. This is not the time to just wait and see. This is the time to dig in. This is the time to... Um, be resilient disciples to, to contribute, Mm -hmm. to, to surrender what we have to him and see what he does for the, for, with that. Um, because this, this community around us, they need us to, to be ready. They (laughs) need us to be ready. And so I, I get excited thinking about um, what we're going to witness together as we do this?
1: Yeah, because this, Kate, you're right on. This is like what the Spirit does in unscripted ways. Is that <laughs> in Matthew 14, the death of John the Baptist just occurred. Yeah. Jesus's friend who baptized him, like the one who's going to make a way, you know, their cousins on an earthly realm. And when Jesus heard this about the death of his good friend, yeah. he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him mm-hmm. on foot. So. He is trying to mourn his friend. There's a problem. He's yeah. down in a low place. But yet, this is when this big thing happens mm-hmm. and, and people are fed.
0: Yeah. So I think that's where we're at. I think those are some of the things we've, we've yeah. been thinking about. You know, what does it mean to follow Jesus together? And together, that's another piece of this that we have to to figure out, mm-hmm. to continue to reinvent. Um, I think we would like to have a chance with you guys um, to kind of process more of this. We wanted to kind of share some of these things with you this morning and then give you some time to really to pray and to seek what God is is speaking to you about it so we can have some time to process this together.
1: When I I sent this out to to some of the guys in our church um, who have committed to fast Mm. and and pray um, for... Uh, there's three things. Um, one is Ellie, that we just want to, we believe in power of prayer. And so we just mm-hmm. want people to do that. But we also want people to be prepared for what God is doing at the fireside. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then the second was the ask, what is the one thing in your life that you want to bring before the Lord that you need to sermon on? Maybe it's a mountain that you need to be moved, Mm -hmm. Uh, because we know that fasting, and we'll get into a little bit of that, but fasting Mm and prayer, basically acknowledging the Lord's power and his work in it, um, is is the only way to to have those things move. And so Jehoshaphat, who was a king of Israel, was surrounded by a multitude uh, of, of armies of enemies that came against him. And Jehoshaphat was a believer because there were some good kings and bad kings, but he was one of the good kings. And his first thing was, uh, he was afraid. And then he set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judea. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we're wanting to do a little bit, Mm -hmm. is kind of establish a fast. Um, And so I want to, for the month of February, I want to challenge you. This is a charge is to give up something to go to God in, instead of that. To give up, you know, what I gave some suggestions was one day a week go without food. Maybe you just stop eating after dinner and the next day you don't eat breakfast or lunch and then you end with dinner that day, 24 hours. Or one day, or or for the next um, month you go without coffee. I know some people are doing that or without alcohol. Something to go without. And the reason is not just to be hungry or to be miserable, but the reason is to when you are in that space, you you start being reminded, well, why am I doing this again? And it gets you on your knees. And and I, I think that there's so many benefits to fasting that it requires a whole series but the bottom line is it brings you to Jesus. It brings you to the Lord. And asks the Lord for your guidance. And it, you are withholding something for your personal needs in order to give to God. And, and, I, and I wanna challenge you guys to pick something, whether it's one of those or something else. And I know some people say without social media, whatever it may be. And to, to claim those things, what are those mm-hmm. things? And then next week on Sunday, night, we're going to have kind of a a fireside virtual gathering Sunday night, and we're going to go over some business stuff, but we also are going to talk and lean into this, and just kind of talk about what is God speaking to you, and what is He doing, so I just have, Jehoshaphat, I think, is a really big example, and, and what happened was the, the, the Lord listened, mm. and this mountain of enemies was, was huge. And I love this line in chapter 20 of 2 Chronicles verse 12. We've talked about this before. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. How many of you right now can say, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And that's okay. But our eyes are, are on you. And then when they looked out, they, they, they went out and they looked out and they just saw a sea of their enemy fallen. Because the Lord had had ambushed them and mm-hmm. struck them down, and they didn't have to fight. And God says, you know, just stand firm. Just stand firm, the Lord will be with you. And so that's our our our, our challenge, and that's our that's our hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Kate? I don't
0: think so.
1: No. Have you have you ever fasted before? And, and what does that mean to you? Me? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Andy, <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I, I think when you were talking, I think one thing, one really helpful teaching I heard about fasting was um, from Louis Giglio. And he talked about how prayer and fasting kind of go hand in hand, that fasting is a way to withdraw, that there's a lot of input that we have in our life. There's a lot um, coming at us. And so fasting, you know, especially in the early church, it would have been, meals would have been the place where you got a lot of input. That's the social scene. That's where you're with people. Um, so to withdraw from that was to kind of step away from the noise. And so what does it look like to withdraw right now? What does it mean to step away from the noise, the input? So mm-hmm. if that is social media, if it is Netflix, if it is kind of news feeds of all kinds um, it could be more than just food, but, but really to be able to withdraw in order to then draw in to God in prayer. And so the two go together that in order to really hear God, we need to kind of take some of the noise away. And so mm-hmm. so fasting can be viewed as something like that as well. And I yeah. think that's that's been really powerful for me to think about it like that.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: You want to? close us out in prayer babe or anything else you want to say
0: yeah no I can do that
1: yeah
0: God we're just so thankful that your presence is not confined to buildings or walls that even as we gather here over this um platform that you are with us and you're with all of us and that you're speaking and you're moving and you join us together um, even when we feel separated Um, we thank you that you call us your body that you call us your friends that you invite us to partner with you you don't need Mm us um, but you invite us to partner with you in the work that you're doing so that we can witness your power and your love and your goodness and your faithfulness in our lives and the people around us and people we don't even know god um Just the gift that it is to know you, to see you at work, to be on your side, to know that we are more than conquerors in you and that the battle is won, that we are are with you in victory. Mm -hmm. God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for each person who calls Fireside their home, this community of believers that are coming together to follow you. And to figure out what that means, and to c- encourage each other, God, I just pray that you would place people on our hearts today to reach out to, that you would help us to um, not let anyone kind of f- fall behind. That but but that we could link arms together and encourage each other and spur one another on to run this race when it is so hard and we are so mm-hmm. weary. God, I pray that you would be our strength. I pray that you would show us um, our our purpose. Our contribution our place that you want us to serve and give and even as we feel depleted that you would show us that you would strengthen us that you Mm -hmm. would sustain us to do those things and that in that process you would be renewing our hearts and our minds Mm -hmm. god i just thank you so much for your word and your vision for our church i thank you for leading us each step of the way that even as we don't know What to do that we can fix our eyes on you, that you will show us, God, author and perfecter of our faith, God. And so we just give you this church. We give you, we surrender it all to you. We just say yes. We say we are ready. We are waiting expectantly for what you would call us to do together, um, what you are are bringing about to this area, God. We um, anxiously await the harvest, the fruit that you are. planting and pruning and growing even when we can't see it god we know that you're doing it Mm -hmm. and we just thank you for that we thank you for your love for us in jesus name amen amen